understand it. That was non-alcoholic champagne. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Geek Uprising. This is episode 12. Because, well, this is the real one. The other one was jack shit. It was bizarre, to say the least. So, are you going to do a proper introduction, or am I just going to sit here staring at you with ever-growing hatred? Hey, at least you're not staring at me with ever-growing loving eyes. Oh, the same result either way. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Go on. What's up, everybody? This is uh, Woody King Pickle One with the awesome and courageous, the almighty Taco, who's typing something. I'm putting in tacos so that I can put up a picture of tacos that people can stare at. Why didn't you do that before? Because I didn't think about it. You should have thought about it. Well... Pre-game, 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 game, shit. Pre-gay? Pre-game, stupid. Did you say pre-gay? Yeah, I said pre-gay. No, I said pre-game, dumbass. To the pictures. To the pictures. Hurry up. Oh, look at this. It's a kitty. Hold on. Why isn't it loading? This isn't a video. Oh, wait, it is a video. It's a cat. It's a video of a cat. I got a fart. Yay, adorable kitty. Another adorable kitty. Now then. Ah, there you go. go. Okay, stare at that. So then, Geek Uprising with Woody Woody King King Pickle, Pickle, a.k.a. What is your name again? Chicken Little. Chicken Little and the Almighty Taco. Yes. The one and only Almighty Taco and all others are false imitators and will die horribly. Damn false gods. Damn right. Damn right. I have lots of soda. Yes, you do have lots of soda. You were chugging on like udders. Shut up. Chug them again, because that was funny. No. Yes. <laughs> do it. Do it. And Joe, So yes, what are we talking are about tonight? We're talking about video games. And video happy games. 4th of July, everybody. Yes, happy 4th of America. Yes, America. The day that... Americans gave the giant middle finger to Britain. We saved your asses in World War II, but hey, I just wanted to say thanks for saving our asses in World War III. Uh, well, actually, in the movie Red Dawn, the English got completely destroyed along with the rest of Europe and couldn't help us in the slightest. World War III? Yeah, that was what Red Dawn was. Oh. I didn't see Red Dawn. You never saw Red Dawn? No. How have you not seen Red Dawn? Who's its star? Uh, let's see here. Um, Is that Sean Connery? No, it's not Sean Connery. Oh, fuck it then. I don't what was see his it. name? What? What? Red He's looking up Red Dawn. Dawn. Cast. Uh, Patrick Swayze. Boo. Charlie Sheen. Boo. Shut up. This was back when they were good. <laughs> Some lady called Jennifer Grey, C. Thomas Howell, really good actor. Ah. Powers Booth, when... Okay. uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Boo. Hey. And Leah Thompson. Boo. And then, like, a few dozen other people who, like, no one ever heard of. Uh, Ron O'Neill, with a picture here of him. Oh, my God. What? So, this is what he would look like when he didn't have his head shaved. Oh. Good God. <laughs> anyway, um, so then, video games. Yes. Why do we like them? Because I've been playing since the Atari. Why? 
Why? Because it was something to do, and my dad bought it for me, and we played tank. Why couldn't you churn butter like a good Amish boy? I'm not Amish. Oh, yeah. I'm Irish Catholic. You think that makes it better? No. We got raped by the priests. <laughs> yes, uh, I make fun of my religion. As should all peoples of faith. They should all make fun of their own religion. Yes. Making fun of religion is important. Yes. Otherwise you take it too seriously. Yeah. Just like the Spanish did. And the terrorists. And the terrorists. Yes. Well, honestly, I think they just wanted an excuse to blow shit up. And honestly, why can't they be like the rednecks of our country and just blow shit up without needing an excuse? I don't know. God damn you, in! <laughs> you will burn a thousand times for your insolence. Mmm. Donuts. Anyway. So, video games. Yes. There have been a lot of video games coming out recently. Oh, really yeah. good ones. Oh, Some yeah. bad, of course. You know, they're all you could be bad, and that always varies on the opinions of individuals, but... This is true. Just more specifically, there have been very good ones, but I've been wondering a lot about how certain, certain things I'm seeing, traits in video games, are not as common anymore. How so? What do you mean? Well, for instance, in older... RT, in older, like, RTSs, for instance, there real was a time certain... Real-time strategy. Yeah, real-time strategy games. There was a little more, um... How to put it? Thought put into it? Oh, no, not so much the <laughs> thought put into it. Actually, some of those some of those ones you'd go through and it was like, uh, was any thought put into it at all? No. But you look at a game like Total Annihilation. Uh-huh. Um, and... There was a certain style, a certain grit to it that was just unmatched by any game that's come out recently. And as I see, more and more games aren't having this same sense of grit and mm, uniqueness to them. Just about every other game can blend into any other game. In fact, there are three RTSs that I see that blend into each other and are almost the exact same thing. Turn-based strategy RTSs are divided into just about two or three categories. Ones that emulate, uh, what's that game called? Civ, Civilization V, for Civilization any of the games. And the run-around with little units dispersing, like Age of Empires. But then there are other ones, like, uh, you know, there's Empire. Those are also being emulated. No, I'm sorry, not Empire, what's it called? Uh... Total War. Big units. And yet the annoying thing is how you can see other games using certain strategies that bigger games could benefit from. Case in point. Games like Men of War, mm -hmm. Assault Squad, or any of the Men of War games, you can control individual soldiers or an entire unit. Group them together, you control them as a unit. Take them apart, you control each individual soldier at a time, to have them attack their enemy. Now, games like uh, Total War or games that emulate Total War would really, would I think that would be a pretty interesting kind of mix-up in terms of mechanics. Instead of just having it, I like how you're being so freaking quiet. But this is this talk. is supposed to be the geek uprising, and yet the guy who's normally talking isn't talking. I'm letting you talk. I'm here letting you hear your opinion. I'm not some third-wave feminist. 
that tries to shut you up and man hates. Speak your mind, fellow geek. But you do man hate. No, I don't. <laughs> I heard you earlier wearing your pumps and skirt and saying I hate men. <laughs> I told you you're not supposed to say any of that. I'm gonna talk about it anyway. A style of game I would like to see that combines the grand scale combat of Total War, the empire management of games like of, of games like the Endless series, Endless Legend. And endless space because is this all I, PC? yes. Okay. Although, I think does endless actually have? I haven't seen it. I can't remember either. Uh, you mean um, a console release? I'm trying. To, yeah, I'm trying to remember if it had a console release. It Excuse may. Me. It may not have. I'm not certain. Uh, those are some weird looking chickens. Anyway. What the fuck they do to them chickens? Those are just a breed of chicken. Okay. Um. At any rate. I'm wondering why no one has tried to make new styles of RT of video games based on using components from existing RTS games. A game like Total Annihilation actually had combinations of other existing games. Age of Empires had com was you know games like you know Total Annihilation. I I said that I said that wrong. Total Annihilation was almost very original when it came out. Mm. And then games like no, put mm. your hand down. Mm. Put your hand down. Teacher! No, Teacher! I'll tell you later. Damn it! Um, Age of Empires was very trend-setting. Mm -hmm. Total War was very trend-setting. There was a lot of ge those games that were trend-setting, but, you know, they all showed up about, like, 10, 15 years ago, and it's like 10, 15, even 20 years ago. But there are not as many new styles that aren't being made by... that aren't being... that are being made anymore. Mostly it's indie games making it, but... I'm seeing a lot more where they just don't seem what, like they want to take any kind of risk. They just want to kind of guarantee what's going to give them, you know, money. Let me answer. Let me answer. Answer Teacher. your dumb question. Teacher! I have an answer to that. Possible yeah. answer. The reason why you don't see that many RTSs anymore is because everyone went to freaking uh, FPSs, first-person shooters. That's what everybody's playing now. Final Fantasy, you got some of that. The reason why, the only game that I know of right now that I still need to finish playing that is an RTS for consoles is Halo Wars 2. And you got Halo Wars, but Halo Wars 2. Mm, I would tend to disagree not, that people really are... It's not really new, per se, obviously, with the, with the genre you're talking about, but they try to implement some new stuff to go into it you know it's strategy you have to use your brain but I think what um, whatchamacallit uh, what the game companies are doing now is saying no everyone wants FPS's I'm not seeing that no to be honest I don't see a lot of SPS FPS's coming out anymore mainstream developers are making the FPS's they've always made but there aren't a lot of new companies getting into the FPS uh, genre. They know that it's being dominated right now by a select few game development companies. There are not a lot of new ones coming out at all. In fact, <coughs> RTSs are not wholly dominated by any one company, and they're coming out in larger in larger amounts, but they're coming out on things like Steam. Mobile phones. Steam. And mobile phones. PC. And 
mobile phone. I don't see a single RTS game on mobile phone. Then again, I don't play mobile phone games. I, I see tons of commercials for it whenever I'm looking at a freaking YouTube video. Well, Download it now on your phone or iPad. It's like, shit, man. Yes, you kill him with your bare hands, sir. Uh, I don't know if I entirely agree with the concept of... Why the hell is the camera... It just is. Just let it go. Yeah. Okay. Let it go. Point is, um, don't make me break into song. <laughs> don't you dare. Let it go. I, I get like the image of someone throwing someone off a bridge. <laughs> Death Note? Death Note. Death Note? What? There are other things that freaking uh, have people throwing off bridges that aren't like anime and Death Note and whatnot. Get really Fluffy out of this. Who's Fluffy? I don't know. Cartman's pig. Uh, South Park. Okay, you've clearly lost your mind. Well, anyway. Continue with your story. I'm noticing that the most I'm seeing in uh, games that are being produced in large amounts are usually like things that I used to see on Flash games back in the day. Little thing, little games that kind of are quirky, odd little... I don't even know how to describe them. It's like they don't even have a genre anymore. Warcraft? No, not Warcraft. I said Flash games. Uh. You know, like... Tiny little things that's like, a move this dot around to collect these dots. Except now, they're being paid for, they're $2 a pop, and the dots glow, and there's music playing in the background. Which is, you know, okay, fine, that sounds all well and dandy, but it's not really very much of a game now, is it? No. It's something to pass the time, basically. And it seems like a lot of these games coming out are games that are based on... Sim similar ten similar uh, mechanics Concepts. that Flash games used. The one thing I would like to see in a full-fledged game, though, is, and I'm actually going to bring it up, a game called, and you may have even played this uh, Flash game. Really? Jacksmith. Jack not you. You may not. You've probably never played it. Never this it. game is actually really freaking fun. You build weapons of all... You get to build your own weapons. And it's an entire game centered around you building the weapons. Your skill, your uh, capabilities are all dependent on what you can do by yourself. There's no, like, special abilities you can buy to make your sword not warped, like the one in this picture here. You, you have to make it not do that by being good, not by buying special skills. Buying things or special skills just allow you to unlock different metals, patterns, hilts, guards, all stuff, so a bunch of stuff like that. Minecraft! Okay, not even remotely like Minecraft in the slightest, and you just made yourself sound like the biggest idiot for saying that. It looks like Minecraft. It doesn't look like Minecraft in the slightest. If you well, think just this is what... mechanics and stuff, you know. Mechanics? Not mechanics. But Me just... Minecraft is a first-person voxel-based cube world of mining. There is nothing to do at all in the slightest. But I'm just saying, like you pick up different, um, obviously weapons, but in different strengths and all that. That's no, none of, none of that is ex anything what you just said. You basically just babbled for like three seconds not saying anything. Thank God it wasn't a minute. Yeah, I guess it could always be worse. Point is, games like that 
that could be explored upon with a more advan with a more numerous and uh, higher budget crew. You know, imagine what imagine what Activision could do if they decided they wanted Whoa. to. Okay, Ian, shut up. We're supposed to be discussing video games, not heckling every game developer that you don't like just because you think they're doing something you don't like, when in reality, they're not doing anything you don't like. They're the devil. They are not the devil. The Disney is the only devil in anything. He's a rich son of a bitch devil then, huh? Yes, Disney is. <laughs> Point is that... What was I saying? Your stupidity has caused my brain. Ha 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 ha! Anyway, um... Activision! Yes. I'm just saying a name of a game development studio. Activision is the name of a game development studio. Yes. So it doesn't matter which one in particular. I could say Blizzard. I could say, uh... I could say DICE or EA. I could say, um... Well, let me just bring up a list of freaking development studios. One development 2K. studio I think I would like. No, no, this I one. I love 2K. Well, 2K is awesome, yes, but, uh... Yes. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? He uh. lost his mind. Only completely. Developer Calypso Media and Realm Forge Studios, the guys who made the game um, Dungeons Two, Never an played. awesome freaking uh, PC game. Mm. You build your own dungeon. It is a unique actual idea that there aren't a lot of games that are otherwise doing. Some people would say, oh, it's like Minecraft because it involves being in a mine. No, just because there are mines doesn't make it any bit like Minecraft. I didn't say it. Exactly, but I know you were thinking it. No, I wasn't. Lies! No. You're either not thinking, thinking about anything or you're thinking, thinking about something dumb. I was kind of thinking about Pitfall, but that's just me. Well, actually, this is a game that I've been told a lot uh, resembles a game called Pitfall. Point is, never played Pitfall. No, I never got a chance to pay a lot of play a lot of games because during growing up, I had a period in my life where I my computer had exploded because my uh, I don't know my computer exploded, and despite that fact that it exploded, and I'd been letting my dad and my sister use my computer when their computers didn't work for a while, I was not allowed to use theirs, and they didn't help me get a new one because they's assholes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. Have you retweeted the stream? Because I'm looking at it, and there's no one there. Where's my phone? I don't know. What am I, your mother? No. I'm trying to find my phone. Where anyway. Point being... Point being... Is that... Oh, what is the point I'm trying to make? The point I'm trying to make is... I see a lot of large name developer developers making the games that are pretty much genre defining uh the center core of a gaming of the entire gaming world are a lot of these games call of duty battlefield uh world of warcraft um just to name a few uh the, the entire total war franchise it's where a lot of players come to gravitate and play them and play them out but I know that a lot of players don't always play these games, and, you know, they're playing for a good amount of time, if at all, and sometimes they play them very little. And I think it's a good idea for independent developers to play these, to play kind of a, 
uh, what's the word? Um, trying to go into the, I don't want to use sports terms because I don't understand sports in the slightest. Let's just say using the methods and techniques that the big game developers are ignoring. Things like the... Basically thinking outside the box. Thinking outside the box. Yeah, I was trying to think of a way to say that that wasn't saying that. But. There you go. Sometimes the simplest answer, sometimes the best answer is the simplest one. Unfortunately, what you say is true. What do you mean, unfortunately? One game I will say, though, that I'm really excited about that I think will reinvigorate what you're talking about, Cuphead. Well, that's certainly completely accurate. A side-scroller based in a 20s cartoon kind of feel. Haven't seen that Except the problem is that it is kind of based on an existing template, the side-scroller. Yeah, true. And but, that's that thing's been done to death. In fact, there are more sp- there are more uh, side scroller games made by both major studios and independent studios than there are, are virtually any other game, as far as I know. Netherrealm. In fact, studios, if I were to type in Netherrealm Studios, they went back to the to the the two D most uh, Mortal Kombat, which is great. Commonly used. He's typing it up. Video game. Let's try. Let's try template. Maybe that'll give me something. Probably two D, like you said. Well, yeah, two D would be the largest. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking more like uh, specifically uh, side scrolling to yeah. other kind solving. of stuff. Okay. This is about great. this is about game ratings. Used game. Video game. Format? M-A-T. Formats. My goodness. What? Computer-aided design, or CAD. Uh, I guess that would be an accurate um, thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, I guess it would be among the list of things here that are used the most. But that's just for, like, you know, rendering graphics and stuff like that. I'm talking uh, side-scrollers versus first-person shooters versus top-downs, which I don't think I'm going to get. Uh, it'd take me a lot of searching to be able to figure that out. So, probably probably the side-scroller two-dimensional is the most developed game, because if you think about not just the na- ga- big titles like Mario and Sonic and stuff like that, but also think about independent game studios trying to make their own kind of game mm-hmm. and ending up really just making some kind of emulator that is exactly the same thing as Mario and Sonic and whatever. And uh, then you think about all the ripoffs of that exact thing, which are basically just Mario but painted blue and Sonic but painted red. Like, I've actually... I've, I've seen those and I didn't believe they were, like, actually a thing. Yeah. Because it's like, well, who would be so stupid to actually even bother? You could do more by just throwing in some some of your own stuff. And, uh, South Park. They ripped off Mario. South Park? Wait, how did South Park rip off Mario? Oh, I downloaded it when I was in uh, high school, ninth grade in high school. They made an emulator of uh, Mario, and uh, the character you got to play was uh, Kyle or Kenny. So it was Kyle or Kenny running around, and it was Mario. Yes. Well, it's basically Mario. just a South Park reskin. 
Pretty much, but... Yeah. That's actually not such a terrible idea, because you know what? That's not as lazy as, like, some other... Com like, some quote-unquote companies who have literally just opened up the color palette and then changed Mario's color to blue and Sonic's color to red and left everything else exactly the same. Mario's and then tried to sell to it as a different game. Mario's color to blue became yellow and purple, that was Wario, and red for Sonic became Knuckles. Yeah. I guess. I, I don't follow those games. That was a little before my time. Uh, I remember those days. We thought my... Knuckles was Sonic's girlfriend. Oh. Nope. My my earliest games spent playing were uh, more PC games. I was raised on Age of Empires, Total Annihilation, Diablo. That's right. When I was a little kid, my dad had me playing Diablo. Blood, guts, and gore, and freaking topless Endariel running around all the place trying to kill you with her spider arms. That was certainly terrifying. Actually, it, it was terrifying for a while. I could never actually like fight the bosses myself. I'd ask my dad or my sister to do it. After a while, you know, I, you know, I grew up, obviously, as around the teenagerhood, I lost my computer and access to playing video games. I could only play video games when I was at my friend's or my brother's house, so I'd have to buy Xbox games, keep them with me, and then go play it at their house. I grew up with the Atari. I remember that vaguely, playing Tank. Then my dad, for my birthday, brought me, uh... NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System, Mario, Duck Hunt, all that good stuff. Then I went from Nintendo to Sega Genesis, and I fell in love with the uh, Vector Man, that was a good game, uh, Bubsy, Ninja Turtle games, obviously. Then I went to PlayStation, PlayStation 2, Xbox, Xbox 360, PS3 a little bit, because I played it over here. And now Xbox One. I skipped Super Nintendo, but I want to get that Super Nintendo emulator that they have on sale. Where do they have it on sale? Not sale, but they're going to. Um, I think it's coming out in August or September. Yeah. Well, too bad for you. My birthday's in September, and I'm probably going to get money and put it into more Steam games. Too bad for me. I'm doing it for me. What the hell are you talking about? As in to say, you'll have to give me all of your money so you can't buy it. Ah, <laughs> bullshit! <laughs> oh, unhappy birthday for me. Yeah, unhappy birthday for you, pal. Anyway, a good message to a lot of independent game developers would be start doing, would be actually a good piece of advice I received from a Twitch streamer who has become very popular in a very recent amount of time. And no, I'm not talking about uh, Eli Thompson from uh, GTA RP. I'm talking about Steel Rain. He said that he started off his hardcore... His, the community that followed him and him alone... Um, the earliest community he developed. He developed because he was playing games no one else was playing. And that is how, on Twitch especially, you develop a good following. Aside from just being... Consistent, you play games that no one else is playing, and also try to be friends and chat, you know, other people's chats, you know, make an impression. Like, if you want to have your own restaurant, one of the best ways is to be a worker at another restaurant that was very popular, and then be very friendly with the, sta with the staff and the uh, customers, and then say, oh, 
I've raised enough, I've, made, I've saved enough money for myself. I'm going to open up this place. It's going to be different. It's not going to compete with this place. Um, you should try it out. And a lot of people go to that. And same thing with Twitch streamers. And I, I think that actually works universally. Do what no one else is doing and be good at it. You know, don't just, like, do it and do it half-assed, probably like how you do it. I don't do it half-assed. What are you talking about? I have a job. My job's cra my job schedule's crazy. What are you talking about? I was joking. Okay, I only forgot to put the start stream. That was only one time today. Well, no, I was actually, uh... One time? More or less referring to how you haven't really worked at developing a community. Mostly because... I mean, it's understandable. You have a job that keeps you on a very hectic schedule, but, you know, there that, that that's kind of it. It's going to be, a, you know, a long road for you to follow, to have your channel worked up into anything. True. Very true. I got five followers, though. Woo! That's how right. Many, how many do I have? Uh, hold on a second. Ooh, somebody's uh, commenting. No, that's from earlier. Oh, damn it. Damn it, this is just my... Damn it. Uh, it opened that up again. I don't want that to be opened. wanted to figure out how many... Uh... It says total views. I used to be able to... How did I do this? They, they've changed the format recently, so now it's a little tricky for me to figure out how to do things. Yeah. Uh, I guess dashboard. Let me look for a second here. Stats. I have... One follower? Hmm. Yeah, I got four more than you. Sweet. That's odd. I used to have more. Either that or I'm looking at something horribly wrong. Uh, but yes, be you know to be successful in any kind of industry is not just to do the same thing everyone else is doing. It's to do what no one else is doing, but still you know have have a have a connection to other groups. Don't be such a Oh, bitch. I have 11 followers. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, I can actually see all of them on the side here, and all of them are watching other people. Of course. Like you will watch other people when I'm streaming. Well, that's usually because I either don't know when you're on, or you're playing something I'm not very interested in. I was playing South Park. Like I said, you played something I wasn't very interested in. I've seen South Park played literally to death. Anyway, start with the Flash games. They are the neatest little uh, gold mine of cheap and actually really good ideas you can ever go for. Okay. I mean, the Jacksmith game by itself is actually a really, really good idea. I mean, hmm. you think about going through a playthrough in, um, what you call it, uh, Skyrim. You've hmm. saved up enough... Uh, Dwemer metal ingots. I died. Uh, what I was did. it called? I can't actually remember the name of the uh, dwar of the Dwemer metal ingots. 
but, you know, iron, steel, whatever. You're saving up enough so you can build that brand new set of armor and weapons and all that badass stuff. Um, and when you actually go to the proce process of crafting, you just click the button and it's done. And it's like, huh, what, that, that's kind of boring. And then you think back to another game, like, well, you think back, you know, what kind of other games do, like, more in-depth crafting? Where it's not just click a button and it's done, or just a lot of crafting items, but that you actually have to put the item together by yourself. And really, I can't think of any games, mainstream games, or even indie games that aren't Flash games that do that. I mean, Fable, I remember playing, uh, it didn't come very close. I remember playing Fable 2. Fable 3 I never got very far in. It bored the piss out of me after a while. Um, but I remember Fable 2 when you could do things like serve people beer or craft weapons or other little mini job tasks that would um, basically allow you to, you know, earn up a little bit of money. Except you couldn't really, like, make your own weapons. Right. You could only use it for the purpose of... Um, you know, well, that was it. You used it for the purpose of making, like, extra little amounts of cash on the side. But other than that, it was nothing. Um, you couldn't you couldn't really do anything with it. But it was more in-depth than, like, Skyrim, where it wasn't just uh, pick a weapon that you want to make, have the list of items to make it, and then click a button. Where this was actually, like, you have to hit it at just the right spot at just the right time... Or you don't you don't make it. Right. The game Jacksmith, you have to do everything. You have to make sure the metal is heated up to the correct amount. You have to make sure that you sharpen the edges correctly and temper it and uh, just correctly place on the pommel and the guard and the um, and the uh, I don't know all the names of a sword or anything like that. But you had to put it all together, and if you were off too much, mm -hmm. it would give you a lower rating, a lower score weapon. You really? know, it wouldn't be very good. And it would reflect that. Like, if you heat up the metal too much, the metal will burn. You mm -hmm. can actually burn metal, yeah. Who would have thought? And it will uh, damage it too significantly. So, it would basically make that the sword's blade quality would be crap. You don't heat it up enough, it hasn't melted, so it doesn't fall, fill into the mold well enough. Or see, they should be doing yeah. that in Skyrim. Honestly, that, they should that be doing awesome. that in. Well, they can't do it in Skyrim now. Skyrim's already out. They they could do it in newer games. Yeah. Well, no, they and could do it in an update. They could always put in a patch. That would be one hell of a patch. Well, yeah. To put in an entire, basically, to put in an entire mini game, that by itself, yeah. actually, there's a lot of depth. There's actually a lot of like in Jacksmith. There's a lot of depth to it. There's a story, and a. Well, not really a story, but there is kind of a campaign you can go through. Yeah. Point being, though, uh, it does go, it does go pretty deep into um, what you can do with just a flash game. And a larger development studio, yeah, they could easily pull something much larger out and make an entirely in-depth game that simply has this as a minor factor. But it's. You don't see a lot of them doing it. And no. I, I, I'm thinking about other games. Diablo 3, uh, you have to have some other guy do it for you. Yeah. And it's the same exact thing. Gather the resources, click a button, and it's done. And you don't even get to like pick all the uh, additives. 
like, oh, I want to have critical hit chance as well as some other stuff. No, I have to... I, I have to throw a freaking crap shoot just to hope to God that I'm going to get the right freaking stuff to it. Oh, well, I get almost the right stuff by some luck of by some stray luck, but I get a couple things I don't want. So now I have to take it over to this, you know, crazy gypsy gypsy lady and pay her to change those two additives and make them the ones I want. And you have to pray that the ones you want actually show up on the list of additives you can replace those ones with. And it's this back and forth like, ah, I could make it myself and just actually have it work. Why can't that be an option? I think because game developers have gotten lazy and they said they don't want to put... It's, but it's no game has done that. No large-scale game has had has been basically a blacksmithing simulator. I mean, they've had farming simulators. They've had... I've seen even a... a what you call it? Lumber... Lumber... What do they call it? Lumber City? No, guys who cut down trees. Lumberjacks. Lumberjack. I've seen lumberjack simulators. I've seen oh God knows how many fishing and hunting simulators. And, you know, I've even seen cooking simulators. They weren't very good. Point is, I've seen them. And cleaning simulators. Simulators where you clean things. Viscera cleanup. Admittedly, it's a crazy fun thing. Um, especially if you watch Markiplier running around with a stick of dynamite drunkenly acting like Santa Claus and he blows himself up. Ha, 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 ha. Point being... You can, you know, a simulator can be done by just about anyone, and if you do it right, everyone will think it's fun. Or at least a larger number of people will think it's fun. Not everyone will think it's fun. There'll always be a few people who go like, oh, there's not enough violence in it. It's like, well, duh, it's a blacksmith simulator. The blacksmith doesn't get any violence. He just builds the swords for the guys who do get violent. And, like I said earlier, you don't have to have it in such a way where, uh... It's the whole game. It's just a big simulator. You could just have this be a portion of the game. Right. Um, case in point, World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. You can get into skills. You can fish. You can cook. You can... I don't think you can cut down trees. But you can... Uh, you can mine for stuff. You can smith things. But the same way. It's clicking items. Mm -hmm. You know, clicking an, uh, an item's little picture after you have all the recipe for it and then nothing happened and then it's done you know it's over and done with and i'm like so that's it i you know it's not like a skill based thing where i have to have each pace plate piece made specially otherwise it could break well why not well, what does it take you guys to put it into the game and you know a lot of them will say things like oh it would be a lot of development and you know what if i if you think about it think about already to the depth that a game would go, especially... Technically, it take wouldn't. It, take it, no, take it back to like a game like uh, Skyrim. Yeah. And you want to be able to make each individual item that you can craft and stuff like that. That whole little portion would be considered almost a DLC onto itself because the actual size of the files, the scripting, mm -hmm. models, uh, model physics, a lot of stuff would have to be, you know, added in and changed. Uh, new... Uh, animations would have to be added in. Yeah, yeah. All of which together. And then they'd have to figure out a way of balancing it so that you couldn't just, you know, make the most overpowered weapon possible. Although, if you're, like, the best blacksmith in the entire world and you've literally played, like, 700 hours of a game that allows this and you've been playing 700 hours 
since the game started three days ago, which, you know, that doesn't make any sense, does it? I've been playing this game 700 hours and it only released three days ago. Talk about a guy who has no life. <laughs> Where's the book of no life? I need to give it to you. <laughs> Point is, he like uh, the guy, life. the guy who has reached maximum level smithing in three days from the day the game has uh, been released or a week or something, he's max level. He's stupidly good at smithing. His personal skill should completely. What do you want? Tell me what you want, and then I will look it up on the computer. YouTube. YouTube. South Park. South Park has no life. Has no life. Uh, where is it? Where is it? There we go. <laughs> I burped. <laughs> but yeah, very good. I had, uh, to. I had to. Very good representation of that. No, not bad. You didn't do anything bad, Ian. Yay! Where's my treat? You get nothing. Oh, you bastard! Anyway, um, it would make sense that a carrot that a player who does that, mm -hmm. who is just that skilled, would be rewarded in such a way that would be giving uh, you know, a large. The, the capacity to make almost flawless weapons. Obviously, in a game like World of Warcraft, it wouldn't work because you're, you know, you're you're always an adventurer trying to save the world. Right. You don't. There's no like option of being the town blacksmith who just does what he can to get by. Uh, that's why you play games more like um, Life is Futile or Never played it. Yeah, you. Of course, you haven't because it was on console. Um. RP games, role-playing games that are like the newer ones that are being made, not like, not like uh, Skyrim role-playing games where it's you're playing the same kind of role for every single character, the adventurer trying to save the world. Skyrim got a little better with it. You could do different things. You could be the adventurer who's also the head of a college of wizards, and another one who's the master of an entire assassins club. How the hell does this become but Harry Potter? But at the same time, huh? How does this become Harry Potter? I don't know. Jesus. Anyway, point being, it, you, you're you always the the ultimate hero. You have to go to games that just have a little bit of... Um, ingenuity? Not ingenuity. That that it, It's not all about being the greatest hero to save the world, to save the whole world. You're just one of a, a cog fitting into a small village that just got started up last spring. They have a few buildings around and they're adorable little huts. Mm-hmm. You know, games like that, um, be they're popular. Well, problem is that they're they are popular and they're not. There are no games that are made specifically for that. And that's another thing I'd like to get onto next. But Honestly, strong, to, to make a long story short, I've been ranting about this for a while. Yes, you have. Make, you know, take a look at Flash games. See what they're doing. See the little things they do that big games aren't doing or they haven't done anymore. Don't feel afraid to... You know, take pieces from other bigger games and put them into your own thing. The originality isn't from the ideas. Everything's been done already. Mm -hmm. The originality is how do you put these ideas together? It's not 
who builds the most original car with all the most original parts. It's who takes all the best parts of a car and put it together and then makes the best fucking car in the world. No one wants to play, buy an original car that all the pieces are original. No one knows how it actually works. You can't take it to any mechanic in the world because none of them have been trained to use the... You know, it doesn't even use an internal combustion engine. So you can't take it to a mechanic if you want to get fixed. You have to take it to the guy who made it. Guess what? He's dead now. Mm-hmm. You want it. You want the best guy. car made with parts that have been used before so people know how they work. Mm-hmm. Especially if something breaks down, then you can bring it to those said mechanics and have them fix it because that's what they're paid for. Next part of the subject is game ideas that are very popular but actually have no games being made for them. Case in point. I made a mention about uh, GTA RP. Life is Feudal... Actually, Life is Feudal doesn't count. Uh, but uh, Conan Exiles, Ark Survival Evolved... These are three games that are big in the RP community, but only have been made so as a result of modding and a specialized community that has gone in deliberately for that purpose. Role-playing. But no... There are not many games at all that are completely centered around role-playing. And, you know, the ones that are... It's almost kind of like you're role-playing a lot of the same stories. Like, everyone's the hero of the world. Everyone is trying to do something. Only games like Life is Feudal are the only ones I've seen so far. I mean, I could go back through my games list and see if I'm forgetting something. Let me look here. Uh, Um... Hold on a second. Looking, 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 looking. I want to make absolutely certain I don't have any games I've played that are... probably do. I might. I might. You do. Maybe. Nope. Life is Feudal is the only game I actually seem to have where it is entirely what you choose to do in the world around you. And... I wonder, even though this has been thought of as a really popular genre, especially it's become incredibly popular in Twitch, everyone at least is subscribed to one person who does RP, mm-hmm. or at least most people who are. Oh, we got someone. Who do we Oh have? my god, there's someone who actually joined into our chat. My gosh. What do they say? Hello. They said hello. Hello, hello. Miss... Shinsei, I'm probably butchering your name. I'm terribly sorry about that, but I'm glad you came to visit us. We have been bored, rambling for hours without any sense of what we are doing, and I'm glad to have you with us. As she looks <laughs> on the screen that says "fuck you" and gives her gives her a middle finger. I did Way not. I did not say that. I said hello. I said the screen, stupid. The screen. Oh yeah, I just kind of typed that in. Oh God. <laughs> Okay, let's do this one. There. An intellectual mana potion for the chosen ones. That's good. Dr. Who Pepper. doesn't like Dr. Uh-huh. Pepper? Uh-huh. So, Miss Sh- um, Shinsei. Um, I'm sad now. Aw, I'm sad that you're sad. <laughs> Miss Shinsei, we've been talking on this stream for about a while now about video games, and more specifically, things that video game developers aren't doing for whatever reason, as well as uh, 
game, uh, as well as certain genres that are considered very popular, despite the fact there are not being many games that are being made for them. Our current uh, topic is uh, the RP community that's pretty big on Twitch right now. And stop messing with things on my desk. Sorry. Uh, the RP community being very big on Twitch right now, but despite that, the games they're not playing games that are built specifically for their unique brand of RP. They're built for, um, well, they're built completely differently. GTA, R GTA, for instance, was obviously not intended as a community role-playing game in any way of the imagination, no, like at kill, all. You kill hookers and pimp prostitutes. Pretty much. I mean, it's a role-playing game, but it's a role-playing game... For adults. That's for, yeah, adults, but more specifically, it's not very multiplayer-centric. The only the multiplayer they came up with was a little lackluster, and a lot of people were kind of, uh, you know, like, uh, what is this? We were we were promised GTA Online, and we were given a twenty person lobby where we run around and shoot each other with rocket launchers. Okay. Uh, other examples: Ark Survival Evolved and Conan Exiles, games that came out that are survival games, but are not designed for. RP purposes. They are designed for, um, they're designed for survival. You know, games like Minecraft. And why it is not many game developers, especially starting out, trying to build, trying to build a good capital base, trying to get themselves known, why wouldn't they be trying to make games that cater to these specific communities? Like, there's a lot of different kinds of roleplay communities. Um, I'm not even going to go into the detailed list, and I know I've already triggered your mind of thinking uh, roleplay communities as in people who run around and do naughty things. What? No. I know you were thinking it. You always do. No, I wasn't. But then you have Second Life. Yes, that's true. There is Second yep. Life. And an all, a lot of our peers you, do use that, but... I don't think they can do it. I don't think they do it a lot on uh, on Twitch. At least I, I don't. I think I've tried to see Second Life if it's on Twitch, and I've like haven't found it. You know damn well it's on Twitch. Well, last I last I heard, Second Life is a pornographic RP game, not uh -oh. even a anything uh -oh. else. But but yes, Second Life is another one. But that's that's an old one. Came out a while ago and. Uh, has obviously probably seen better days and probably had a much bigger player base than it does now. I mean, I, I haven't kept up with it, to be honest. I, in fact, you uh, have mentioned it for the first time in years that I've heard of it. It depends. Yes, it, it does. It depends on if any of my information is remotely correct, and I'm already going to say that it probably isn't at all correct. Fail! You're a failure. I know. Anyway, um... A lot of the, but, you know, it would not be a bad idea that games that have been very big in the RP community and centered around RP were, you know, they, there's not a lot of, um, how do I say this? I'm drawing blanks here. A lot of the older games, a lot of the older games are, um, that were used for RP are not, not really in use anymore. I was referring to the sex RP part. Yeah. Although, there were some small communities in Second Life that didn't go into the sex RP stuff. 
They were extremely rare, at like extremely, extremely. But um, point being, a game development, st- uh, starting off game development studio, should be talking to these communities uh, on Twitch, on YouTube, on wherever they can find them, and trying to build a game catered to their community. You could a larger development studio could make one that caters to all could cater to all communities and really that may just be either a matter of time or um, a matter of if they think it's worth uh, worth it enough. What's another picture? I know. Here's a picture of the wiener dog. Anyway, independent game developers could be the ones that pave the way. Not every game development studio started off as a big, you know, big cock of the walk. They were the big na- they were the big cheese. They were the guys who everyone envied, who made all the money. And no, they started in the garages. Like yeah, lots of them started in like garages. Video games were started off kind of as a joke, and people figured out how to make money on it. Yep. And it's even still to this day, despite being such a big industry, there are some people who still think of it as a joke. Admittedly, Nintendo? those people. Admittedly, those people also probably fought in Vietnam and think everything is a joke. My father fought in Vietnam. Yes, and what does he think about the video game industry? He's impressed. Okay, then your father's the My exception to that. My dad played video games with me. Well, yeah, I mean, you, your dad was different. My dad also played video games with me, and, you know, those are the exceptions. But, I mean, I have had members of my family... Um, scoff. Yeah, they scoff at the idea of video games. Um, mostly mostly uh, this my dad's aunts and stuff like that. They scoffed at it. Mm. But point is, everyone has to start off somewhere. And you start off with something small. A little token that can work your way up. Yep. Now, for a while, I was thinking that's what a lot of Flash game developers were doing. Trying to build it up into something big, something grand. They ended up just making flash games after flash games after flash games. And they never tried selling them. And I was always like, you know, you could sell this for at least a couple bucks. You know, five, ten dollars for something tiny like this. That's not unreasonable. I would pay five or ten dollars for a copy of uh, the game I mentioned earlier, Jack Smith. Mm-hmm. If it was something I could run on my computer and it had a few additional things added to it. But, um... Speaking of companies that started out small, just... You know what Nintendo was before a gaming company? No, what was it? Pornographic trading cards. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, they were going bankrupt. They said, hey... Well, duh, they were going bankrupt. Who the hell wants pornographic trading cards? Not the Japanese! Not anyone! Who would spend money on that? Yeah, but they said, hey, let's do video games and... I still don't even know how trading cards are considered that popular. I mean, you know, I've seen I've seen people who have actually forged trading cards and made millions selling supposedly extremely rare ones. Okay, maybe not millions, thousands. Pokemon. Selling Pokemon, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, mm-hmm. uh, baseball trading cards. And then the people who, started ma- who were making baseball trading cards actually had to start, like, putting in uh, little... Like, the little bars that, like, if you see a $100 bill or something... Mm-hmm. Are you sure they didn't just make cards in general? Uh, I don't know. They may have made both. They probably did both. I think they did adult and uh, just regular. Yeah. Um, because they made all types of cards. Yeah. 
Well, at any rate, I still, you know, trading cards have always been a bit of a confusing point to me. But yeah, you start off small in the video game industry, and in, in any industry, you start off small. Mm-hmm. If you're a restaurant, you start off with one place and a single predictable menu. Typically, it always stays a predictable menu, but, you know, semantics. You start, but you always do start off small. Yeah. And, and you work your way slow. into a larger system. I've always wondered why a lot of these Flash developers, given their skill, didn't conglomerate to make something bigger. I mean, they actually did. You get companies like, Cong- you get a Congregate, Armor Games, but they always just make Flash games. And, I mean, sure, some of their Flash games are like heads and tails above, you know, what we've had back in the day. You know, when I was growing up in high school, the Flash games back then were like, you know, stop the button, you know, press this button and stop it right then and there. You know, stop the clock or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was a very time-based. Now they have much more in-depth stuff, and that is just... You know, crazy. It's it's making games that came out of the 80s and 90s look like, you know, why couldn't you have done more with what you had? And it's like, well, back then, their computers barely ran on shit. Right. <laughs> their, their computers literally might as well have been giant, uh, uh, what you call them? What is it called? Uh, paperweights. In fact, that's what... Uh... <laughs> well, their computers were slow. Yeah, their computers only had probably about five gigabytes worth of RAM. I know, probably even le- sometimes even less than that. Like two. And I think my like Windows ninety five computer has uh, six gigabytes. Yeah, and now you look at someone like me. You know, my computer may be considered outdated, sure, but it's still got a three point three point something gigahertz processor. It's still got you know twenty four gigs of RAM. It's not you know falling apart at the seams, but it's it's. It holds up. Like, I can play most new games. I turn down the graphics, but I'm used to doing that because I used to turn down graphics for games even when I could handle them on the highest and still run with consistent frame rates because I, you know... A, it ran even better when I turned down the graphics, and B, snipers couldn't hide from me when I was able to turn down my uh, shrub and vegetation uh, detail, and now the guy who's dressed up in a ghillie suit, actually stands out because he's not being obscured by the bush. Mm. Giggity. Ian, no. Sorry, I had to. No, you didn't. That was not required. That's mine. Oh, yeah, it is yours. Yeah. That's mine. Yeah, your two udders are over there. Shut up. Stop calling them udders. It's just soda. Yeah, I know, but you're drinking like udders. Ow. I do not have a little... What you call it? Cap thing on this. Anyway... Oh my, I just got tired all of a sudden. Um, Larger game development studios, on the other hand, having much higher access, could easily make one game that caters to everyone. But obviously the RP community, as, you know, prominent as it is on Twitch, and even YouTube, is not like this end-all, be-all of communities to cater to. Right now, the RP community on Twitch is still very much uh, indie game territory, where indie game development studios need to be catering to them. Um, And this is happening, actually, uh, with people like uh, Markiplier or PewDiePie, who used to play, like, those horror games, and that's really where their channels got started off. A lot of the people who make those horror games 
we're actually making them almost catered to these YouTubers and Twitch streamers. Twitch streamers are getting some of are getting stuff made specifically for them. Eat My Diction has his own personal uh, has his own personal face uh, mask thing on a game called Duck Game. So when he plays that game, he has his own uh, uh, skin, his own player skin made specifically for him, and it's his face and everything and little pixel based art. Cool. Yeah, pretty cool. And yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, okay, Beavis. Point is, indie game development studios can do that. Yeah. A larger game development studio wouldn't bother. But it would be called DLC. Or it'd be called DLC, and they'd probably pay you for it. That would be not a bad idea. Custom, custom made DLC specifically for the person who buys it. Charge them twice as much for half the content, but it's your face on the soldier running around in Call of Duty or something. Pretty much. Actually, I'm also wondering if you know. It's been a while since I played Call of Duty, and I wonder if they have like Twitch special skins and additives onto your characters, because. Yeah, and again, that's you this know virtually Activision nothing. We're talking about it's virtually nothing to add a skin to a game and then apply it to a character. Mm-hmm. The hard parts, the skeletal work and model movement and all that kind of stuff, and scripts and all sorts of crazy stuff. What are you looking at, Miss Shinzi? Because they made all types of cards. Yes. Yeah, I said that earlier. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Oh, my bad. All right, I have to leave for a second. Uh, you rant for a little bit. I get the big chair? You get the big chair. All Take right. The chair. Now I have the power. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is uh, Woody King Pickle. Hello, Miss Shinsei. Are we still recording? I hope we're recording still. Yeah, we're still recording. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, what to rant about? <laughs> there. Back to the pug between the legs. Giggity. Um, so anyway, yes. I am not really a role-playing type of gamer i am a fps uh shooter i think the only quote-unquote role-playing game that i played uh, in my opinion was a uh, mist back in the 90s shinsei yes yes dear shinsei so this channel is all around ranting no not really no it's not all about ranting um this is his channel not my channel the hell was that Damn demons. No, it's not all about ranting. We were just talking about video games and what we'd like to see with the the topics of them and stuff like that. Not really ranting. Um, this is our first podcast uh, together, actually. Um, I mostly do it on the, the Geek Uprising, uh, which is my podcast. Um with uh, Rothgar the Destroyer of Things, who's in the other room, sleeping probably. <laughs> yes, uh, I am mostly a FPS shooter, Halo, Gears of War, stuff like that. I love the stories, and uh, I missed. Uh, I wish they would bring Mist back. Mist was a fantastic game. 
If anyone's ever played Mist, you're a gamer. <laughs> yes, LOL. Indeed, LOL. <sighs> but yeah, it's not all about ranting. Yeah. So, Miss uh, Shinsei, what would, you, what games do you like to play, if any? <laughs> because video games are life. Let me see here. Third-person action-adventure? Awesome. Cool. Yeah! Be a chick! Tomb Raider! Um. God, what other female protagonists are there? They got some in Gears of War, obviously. Uh, fighting games? Yeah, they have those. But yeah, third-person action-adventure? Yep. I'm down like that, like the clown. Mm-hmm. Down like the clown. Mass Effect? Yeah. You know, I always wanted to play Mass Effect. Fallout? I need to play Fallout. Um, but Mass Effect, I really, really need to play. I've never played any of it. Um, I really need to. Fallout, I need to play. Fallout 4, obviously. Uh, I've been catching up on my video games, actually. I've been playing South Park, The Stick of Truth, and uh, GTA I Beat, and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, it's very good. That's what I hear. <laughs> Just play the original Andromeda Sucks. That's what I heard. I heard Andromeda was not that very good. Um... Yeah, I heard really mixed uh, reactions to Andromeda. Uh, the hype was real, and then it basically died out. <laughs> so yeah, I will I will do that. I'll play the uh, original trilogy. I think it's going to be... I think it's backwards compatible on uh, Xbox, so that's what I'll play it on. Excuse me. Right now I'm playing um, on my Twitch stream, uh, Woody King Pickle 1. Uh, I'm being, I've been playing um, uh, Walking Dead Season 2, so I've been catching up on that. It sucks. I have a hectic uh, work schedule, so I don't get to play that many video games. <laughs> oh, God. PC for life. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. PC for life. I, I do have a great PC, actually. But I just, I, I grew up on consoles, you know, that's what I play, console games. Bioshock, I love, love, love Bioshock, Mario, all that stuff. PC for life. But yeah, thank you for checking out our stream, though. It's really cool. And that dog has big eyes. Very, very big eyes. <laughs> Let me see here.
No problem. Yay, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where my uh, co-host went, or my host. Probably went to the bathroom. Whoopsies. <laughs> Man. But yeah, I've been playing video games since 1988, I think. 1988, somewhere around there. So, yeah. I am a gamer for life. Love video games. <clears throat> Oh god, where's the worst game I've played? Um Jesus. Uh, probably Duke Nukem. Uh the one that they released for uh Xbox One. Or is it Xbox One or Xbox three sixty, I believe. Although that was pretty fun. Worst game I ever played. Hmm. I don't know. I think it would be Duke Nukem. But it wasn't that bad, honestly. I have returned. Get out of the big boy chair. <laughs> I like the big boy chair. Get out of the big boy chair. Ah, stop hitting me. So what was the worst game you ever played? Probably Duke Nukem. The new one? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, worst game I've ever played is... um. Who cares about what you want? Oh. Well, It's not what I want. Who cares about what you played? Nobody cares. I was having a nice conversation before you jumped in, you jackass. No, go ahead. <laughs> Worst game I've ever played was, uh... Oh, gosh. It's kind of hard to say. I mean, I've played Flash games that were beyond terrible, but I honestly, I think the worst game uh, that I've played recently would be, like, Call of Duty, um... In no, not Infinite Warfare. The one before that, Ghost. I could not... You know, the resolution was so bad on that game. I used to think it was just my computer couldn't handle it. And then I started looking at other people playing it. And I'm like, oh my god, the resolution's bad too. Mm -hmm. And it turns out it was a attempt for them to make some kind of... Not really... It wasn't really that it was low resolution, but a lot of the colors and palettes blended into each other to make it so that the characters would be harder to see, to mm -hmm. make it more of a challenge, except it just made it really annoying. Yeah, it didn't really have the same desired effect. So, other than that, sorry for interrupting you and uh, Miss Shinze's, uh, comp you know, talk thing. It's called a conversation. I couldn't think of the word. It's called a conversation. I couldn't think of the word. Let's pick another picture of something uh, to have on the screen. I like this one. <laughs> Is that a frog? It is not a frog, it is a pug. What the hell did you do to its eyes? I didn't do anything to its eyes. You did something to its eyes. It's a—it's obviously a therapist and has had to listen to Bruce Jenner. Don't make fun of Bruce Jenner. Oh, fine, I will not. Damn right you won't. Then it's, whoever, then it's had to listen to Britney Spears. Better? Better. Okay, then. I mean, Britney, Britney Spears during her... Low point of her uh, celebrity life kind of went crazy. Everybody has low points. Yeah, hers was pretty low. So Look at Bill Clinton. So altogether, what were you talking about uh, while I was gone? Um, just I just thanked her, you know, for joining the stream, and just 
what games she likes, you know, female action adventure. And I'm like, oh, Tomb Raider. Like, where she gets to be a chick. And me, I said, you know, Bioshock. I love Bioshock. And all that stuff. I grew up on FPSs. Yeah, and I grew up on RTSs. From two different worlds. And yet we both agree one thing. That video games are all together fun. Yes. Except that time when I threw the controller against the wall because I was so pissed off. Well, I moments in video games may not be fun, and some video games altogether may not be very fun, but... When you're uh, playing Halo on insane mode, oh yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, and when you played Gears of War on its highest freaking difficulty by yourself... I was happy with that. I beat that. What is the hardest game you've ever played? Um... Honestly, Halo 2 on uh, the hardest level and Gears of War on the hardest level. Same, but, question, same question to chat. What is the uh, hardest game you've ever played? Um, I think the hardest game I ever played uh, may have been like uh, one of the times me and uh, Andrew were doing a playthrough of uh, one of the co-op games of uh, Gears of War mm -hmm. and he wanted to try doing it on the highest difficulty and it yeah. was like mind-numbingly impossible <laughs> it's not impossible you just you just have to restart a bunch of times well no the problem what made it mind-numbingly impossible is that we weren't working very well together and so um you know it, it, we, we had issues <laughs> like we, we, we weren't we weren't being very cohesive as a team so it made it much harder <laughs> All of them, I use cheats when I can. Cheats are fun sometimes. I have to say, though, the games that did the best che cheats were um, Age of Empires, without a doubt. Yeah. They had the best and funniest cheats. And Age of Mythology was, I think, the funniest of all, when you could summon a giant flying hippo to vomit uh, rainbows on your enemies. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> it was freaking hilarious. I used it to get through a lot of the campaigns and stuff. Um, other than that, uh, I've had games that were hard, but I usually got pretty used to them. You know, yeah. I, I'd play them, mo the hardest games I ever played were games that were honestly online. The hardest thing was playing against other people and trying to predict their movements. See, that's the hard part. Well, the trick is I, I learned a long time ago, which made them not so hard anymore, which was don't predict their movements just put yourself in a position where you don't have to think as much about where you're getting hit from. Uh, in, old, in Battlefield 2, I used to get killed to snipers very often because I kept putting myself in the open. I, I eventually realized putting myself in the open was the worst thing I could ever do. But then I started discovering that snipers couldn't were not usually able to kill me in just one hit most of the time. When I kept moving around, they'd have to fire at least two or three shots to actually hit me, mm -hmm. yeah, that hit me and killed me. So after more than that, they would have to fire many shots to effectively kill me. Gotcha. So armed with nothing. In fact, the first game I tried this, I was armed with an SMG. I found a crater that had a rock in it, and I hid behind the rock and kept poking my head out of the opposite side, left side, right side, top, and the sniper would keep trying to predict my movement. And I actually started doing a predictable pattern at first. And so he started trying to predict 
which side of the rock I was going to pop out in. I popped up, he fired, hit the wrong side, I was on the opposite, and armed with nothing more than my uh, rocket launcher, I fired it at him, ducked back behind the rock, waited, 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 looked at the kill feed, BAM! Uh, Almighty Taco kills Double uh, X MLG Sniper, and I'm like... <laughs> nice. Oh god, it was such a satisfying experience, just watching that little click, and hearing the distant explosion in the back. And that day, you stood tall. Oh, yeah. After a while, I started getting really good at that game. I was so good with the rocket launcher, I could fire it. Because the rocket launcher was was controlled based on where you moved your cursor on the screen. Mm -hmm. If you pulled it to the right, it would go to the right. If you pulled it to the left, it went to the left. Um, I saw in a few maps, I learned how to gauge the exact distance and how to bring my rocket at a straight 90 degree angle. And in a few maps, I would be told, um, oh, uh, where is, uh, oh, there's a tank behind this building over here. He keeps killing anyone who gets too close, and there's a squad inside who keeps, uh, you know, keeps anyone from getting around behind him. So I pulled out my rocket launcher, fired it over the top of the building. All these guys are watching it. Um, they're watching the rocket fly over the top, and then I brought the cursor straight down. The rocket hit on top of the tank and blew it up in one shot. Holy shit. If you hit the right spot on a tank in that game, one rocket can kill the tank completely. Nice. And, oh my god, the chat after that lit up with, Oh my god, this guy's a hacker! Oh, oh my god, it's impossible! There's no way you can do that! And the admin comes over, he's like, Dude, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> like, seriously, I, I've i seen really good players. I've seen snipers hit people from off the edge of the map where there's like, um, in that game, there was kind of a fog of war after a certain distance. Yeah. And there was a guy my dad used to play with as a sniper that when he would uh, scan out someone, mm-hmm. um, it, it would have their little... A marker on the map and it would place them where they are. The sniper was so good he could triangulate using the map the point at which my dad point put the guy and he could be at the far end of the map fire and hit the guy dead on and he wasn't cheating. You got some pretty good uh, snipers and all sorts of guys in that game. Yeah. And uh, we were always accused of being hackers. In fact I got kicked out of at least seven different lobbies Um, They were good lobbies, you know. Uh, They were all run by this one guy who... They were always run by the same kind of person, you know. Someone who was using it to uh, farm their own points. Yeah. Where their own clan could hang around. And I use the term clan loosely. They didn't do competitions or anything. They just hung around. Mm -hmm. And I would always join on to these things and just start, like, racking up kills because no one was really paying attention. I need to go. Good night. Well, thank you very much, Miss Shinze. I hope to see you again in the future sometime. Thank you very much for watching our stream. It was, you know, a pleasure to know that we had at least one person watching. This is true. We appreciate you a lot. Thank you. This is very true. And, um, yeah, all all of our followers, no matter how few of them they are and and how little time they can spend with us, are important. This is true. Um, so what were we talking about before I had to leave, um, for a second? What was it again? I don't know. Hmm, Trouble. Uh, 
I know it was about video games and more specifically video games involving uh, things that weren't being as used. Yes. Indeed, studios uh, needing to start off, you know, catering to small communities that they can um, uh, that they can cater to specifically and will buy their games and. Uh, the RP community might actually be one of the best ones to go at right now. That ge- I, I know a few communities you can go with. That you can always make games specifically catering for them. Mm-hmm. Which is... FPS. No. FPS you can't. It is completely dominated. Yeah. There's too many... You have to think about where are... If you think of it like an ocean and people Puzzle are... Puzzle games. There are... Yeah, okay, but think of it like this. Think of a large ocean. Mm-hmm. There's fish in the ocean. The fish are the viewers, the community, so to speak. Now, if you go to one area, you'll see a big fish. You'll see a big ship, uh, the SS Activision, and another ship. You'll see the SS EA, and another ship. You'll see the SS Blizzard. They are going after large quantities. They got huge nets. They can afford to really bring in a lot of pro- a lot of uh, you know a lot of um people to basically help to basically keep their business afloat yeah smaller fishing ship has to go a it has to stay closer to it has to stay within a certain distance of these large fishing ships not too close that it can't get anything but far enough away that the little fishies notice them and notice them in proximity that would be like not since not necessarily having something in the same genre of game, but having something in the same. It, it it's really hard for me to think to put it to words. Um, let's just say, trying to stay away from where the big, the big companies are already capitalizing, RPGs and specifically MMORPGs mm-hmm. are dominated. Yeah. Warcraft. And it takes so much to keep those kinds of communities running. An indie studio... An indie studio can't do it, simply put. It needs to be a studio that is well-defined, it is making a good amount of money, and it can hire its staff full-time. Many indie studios, the guys are only working there temporarily. Or there's very few of them working there permanently. And some of them have other jobs that are making the money that they're putting back into, in, into the company. They need to pick things that are not being done. Puzzle Game is actually pretty good. There aren't many puzzle games, but at the same time, Puzzle Game is a tough niche. The last puzzle game, like I, I told uh, Miss uh, Shinji... Shinze. Shinze, sorry. That I played that was full puzzles was Miss, and I miss that. I miss that kind of type of game where it's just you're using your brain. Yeah. I miss that. The best part about puzzle games, though, if you design them correctly, mm-hmm. the biggest buyers you can have for them are schools. Yeah. You'll make a ton of money. You'll make bank with that. Yeah, as long as you can make it educational mm-hmm. and uh, inspire enough creativity, and it's a puzzle game, you know, you're, you're good there. Yeah. That's why I think missed it. That's It had a big impact on me. I mean, yeah, I couldn't figure out all the puzzles, obviously. I cheated, but, you know, it was still fun. Well, you know, as long as you're having fun, even if you can admit, like, oh, I suck at this game, but you know what? I'm still having fun. Yeah. I can't scroll down too far because there's a picture that I can't allow on Twitch. (laughs) Don't allow it, then. 
I'm not. That's why I'm only scrolling down so far. Damn right you are. Uh, uh, I love this picture. That's a cool picture. Kimpachi's fried chicken. Mm. Freaking, uh, freaking killing good. Damn right. Anyway. Puzzle games, that's a good one. If you can find the right niche niche of uh, give it, of getting it sold off to um, a school, maybe. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would be the most ideal situation. Following that would be... Mm, not RTSs. There's a lot of RTSs. No, there's tons there. of those. There's tons. But at the same time, it's kind of one of those things where... There's a, there's a good amount of following for it, and a lot of the people who pay one RTS are playing another RTS are playing another RTS. People who play RTSs, they gotta go to the next RPS. They gotta have a different experience for each one. Yep. And there's still a lot of things that haven't been done. You know, you could, you know, let me rephrase what I said earlier about art, about FPSs. You could totally, totally build an FPS game and make it desirable. Simply put by making it so that it doesn't emulate every other game around it. Mm -hmm. If you're going to make an FPS, you can't make it too much like Call of Duty. You can't yeah. make it too much like Battlefield. You want the games to run well and be playable, but that's about the only similarities you should really have other than uh, some obvious things. Now, FPS is such a genre... It's such a big genre. There's... For instance, For Honor is considered an FPS. Oh, really? Except, yeah. Oh, wait, no, not For Honor. I'm sorry. Um, Skyrim. Skyrim? It's considered really? an FPS. Even though you can play it third person. You can play it third person, but it has an FPS camera. True, yeah, which I play, obviously. Which, yeah, and you can shoot stuff with a bow, mm -hmm. but you're using a sword. You can shoot spells from your hands, but it is technically an FPS, but yeah. there's, you know, there's room for you to do things uh, genres are not really what people go for searching anymore to be honest i go for story yeah story but something i've noticed especially being in the video game in the sorry not video game industry uh in i you know i work as a sushi chef um and something i've noticed it's not just about what you're offering but where you're offering it yeah you have to be able to go to any community and respectfully be able to get your uh what you call it uh your product drawn out mm -hmm. worst thing you can do is go into someone's chat on twitch and say hey i'm making a new game everyone shut up and check me out that's incredibly disrespectful to the you know you twitch streamer yeah you can contact them uh you know outside of the stream and ask if they're willing to uh do a sponsorship for you. I don't honestly think that you're going to find too many Twitch streamers who are greedy, who are too greedy to want to play a um, game, a, a little video game, completely for free. Especially if you make an offering to them, like saying, um, hey, I'm making this game that is similar to Diablo, but actually is very different in certain aspects. If I agree to make you a special character... Would you play the game on your stream and uh, sponsor it for me? You can't pay them, but if you give the game for free, they have something to play. A Twitch streamer needs a game to play. They need a game that works. So as long as you can be certain that your game works, 
that your game is playable or that at the far least you can update quickly enough to yeah. prevent something from going wrong or at least to not prevent something from going wrong but to correct something very quickly um, then you know there's not going to be any trouble uh, that's another thing I notice development studios both indie and mainstream don't do a lot of they don't cater they're not packaging their game correctly you think about television commercials mm-hmm. they're everywhere so much to the point most people just record the shows they want to watch and then ignore the commercials i know i do i change the tv i mute the commercial and do something else yep we don't, uh, want, to do, we don't on, want to do commercials anymore yeah on the internet uh there's ad revenue there's ads but one thing that has always worked and that not everyone has a problem with I mean, you're going to need ads. Obviously, I've looked, seen some pretty interesting shit pop up because of ads. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing about ads is just make them look interesting without being invasive. Too late. No, that's that that's deti- determined entirely on the guy who makes the ad. Mm. The problem is that you see the ad coming before the game. Video game ads are the best. Uh, they've got a good music playing. They've got like this good this good soundtrack going on. This really cool sound. There's this man or woman with an outstanding voice starts talking about this, uh, you know, the situation in the game, and they're making it sound awesome. And honestly, I stay around for it. But when I see something like a cleaning commercial, it's like, oh my god, this has nothing to do with me. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, YouTube is just bad at marketing the ads. They're just doing generic ads. With generic ads, you don't do videos. You just put the little banners on the sides and borders of the website that are always in sight, but mostly people just ignore them. That's how ads used to work a lot more. and Not anymore. And yeah, well, and now as a result, people are just downloading ad blockers and ignoring it all. So, yeah, obviously that system is not working. Mm-hmm. But one thing that does work is celebrity endorsement. Has always worked and will always work. And that's not a bad thing. A celebrity is such a big draw that, you know, they are obviously going to be a good investment for uh, an individual trying to sell a product. I saw that once, uh, not to get political, but uh, with the, um, whatchamacallit, what was it? Oh, when they were doing the Hillary and Trump campaign. YouTube. Okay, no. (laughs) Hold on. No, 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 no. Hillary and Trump are not celebrities they are famous politicians there's a difference no, no I, I know that i know that i'm not talking about them specifically i'm talking about youtube with their ads and stuff yeah hillary i guess her campaign hired all these b-list celebrities uh that wanted you to vote for her i didn't see anything from trump it was just all these b-list celebrities trying to sell no a-list no no a-list Dude, you had freaking, uh, what's-his-face, Steve Buscemi on there. Hey, Buscemi is... Wait, wait, it, hold on, let me make sure you're at... I'm, you're, we're talking about the same person. Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. He is not a B-list, he's an A-list. Yeah, he was B-list in this one. He was not B-list. He was B-list He is an A-list one. actor. He has been in so much stuff, he's an A-list. Try okay. again, buddy. <laughs> okay, pal. They had Chewbacca, man. 
Chewbacca. Next thing you're going to tell me is that Mark Hamill is not an a, is a B-list voice actor. No, he's an A-list. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not fucking kidding you. Why are you telling me? Why are you fucking kidding me that Steve Buscemi is a B-list? Hey, he was all B-list, B-list is like is like Michelle Kwan or the or some of the people who like B-list is honestly like A-list TV stars who got into a movie. That's B-list. Mm. Or P or uh. What's his name? Michael Phelps. He could be a B-list celebrity because... See? He could get into a movie very easily and even probably have a movie made about him. That could be... Actually, when it's made about you, then you're straight up A-list. Uh, A-list is you do it as a career. And you do it in a good number of movies. You're you're famous. You're popular. You've got a good, uh, a good air to you. Mm-hmm. But B-list is um, you've done it or you are doing it, but you're not really in any big titles. And then you have C-list, which is everything on the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> that's sometimes Speaking. D-list. Sharknado <laughs> 5. Well, that's actually B-list now. No, it's not. Unfortunately, I think it is. Bullshit. No, they're having a Twilight Zone a, a marathon on Sci-Fi. And you didn't tell me? Grandma told you. No, she didn't. Oh. Oh, whatever. They have a... Uh, what you call it? I'll, have it? I'll get it all on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, Blu-ray. Point is, celebrity endorsement is important for especially indie game development studios to help them build up their brand much more precisely. My recommendation, just send, just, go into, just go into Twitch. Click on any high-ranking Twitch streamer. I'll give you a list right right here. I'll give you a list right off the top of my head. It, not top of my head, but what I can see on uh, on uh, Twitch. Gold Glove, uh, Spoonerism, Te Jamjar, Fats, Fist of the Walrus. Uh, this guy's called Shamrock7. Unfortunately, he's not as popular, but he's, like, good. He kind of needs to be built up himself more. Um, who else is there? Well, point is, you could just go to a lot of them, and you could ask, like, you you could ask these individuals, hey, do you know of other Twitch streamers who would be interested in this game if maybe you weren't? And if they say they're not, say, hey, you don't know anyone who would, because uh, they need something to play, and you need something to sell, too. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. It's just business. Um, that being said, uh... Go through just go through a list of YouTubers and Twitch streamers who are very popular, very well known within certain communities. If it's like if you're doing if you want to release a game that's an RP game, go to uh, Mr. Moon's house. He's you know he he's the gold standard. He's pretty much the gold standard for um, RP channels and communities. His community, uh, the Household, which is not only just his community, it's uh, Thadrius, uh, Kiwo, Timak, there's others, I can't remember their names, um, I think Jamjar is also in that. Point is, I, I, I know, I know uh, Moon has a brother, what is his name though? Uh, point is, they're a very good crop they're they're like the best people you could go to 
if you wanted to market your game specifically in the direction of a RP game or even some lighter stuff, especially with Kiwo as of late, mm-hmm. um, you could if you market it towards them and you talk to them and you get and you give them free copies to play. That's that's over ten thousand, I think, at least uh, people every stream. Not for each individual stream, but every cluster of them doing their streams all together. That's so much you could get. And it would be absolutely crazy good business. And they've got something to play. And you've got something. You're selling your game to them. Mario plus Gears of War. Why are you showing me this? Next thing you know, you're going to start showing me strength. I want this game. It's not a game. I don't care. I want it. It's a source. I think it's source filmmaker. I don't care. I want it. This needs to be a thing. Oh, good God. Gears of Marco, the Koopa Horde. Oh, my God. <laughs> Point is, what do you do? What is that? What does you just do with your hands? Disco. No disco. Anyway, if you wanted to uh, push a game towards a FPS community, I would... St- Damn it, Ian. <laughs> Sorry. I- Come on, what is wrong with you? I'm gassy. Why? I don't know. I had hot dogs. You were that before. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in a good FPS lineup of uh, people to choose from, uh, let's see here. General Mittens plays a lot of those. Uh, I should get into play- Level Cap, Act the Bunny I mean- Fufu, Gold Glove. All of those are um, good. Are good to choose from. Um... What's his name? The ninja guy. Uh, I can't remember. What is his name? Um, hold on. Anthony Kong fan. That's it. Mm. And even, you know, another guy who you could pick any medieval game at all that focuses on medieval combat is Feralite Excalibur. He would be freaking amazing for, like, most games you could think of. What the heck is that sound? Fireworks. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Oh, happy 4th of July. Yes, indeed. Well, I think it's time we start wrapping it up here. What do you think? I think so, too, because i got to edit this. Yes, edit. Edit. Yeah, you'll have to do all of that, and then after you've edited it, you'll give it to me, and I'll put it on my YouTube channel without doing anything but adding a slideshow reel over it. Pretty much. Um... So, we would like to thank anyone who may be listening to this. There's probably virtually none of you who are. We would like to thank Miss Shinzei for yes, being here you. while we did our stream, our my first ever live stream. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering why I had to leave for a little bit, it's because, honestly, I was getting really anxious and I had to leave and catch my breath for a second. He had to go to the bathroom. That, too. See? But I'd had to do both. I mean, honestly, I was feeling a little palpitation. And honestly, I would just like to thank uh, Woody King Pickle for being here 
and helping me do this stream and, you know, having all this good fun. It was fun. Yes. Uh, let me get a good picture to end it with. Something relevant to myself. Taco! Yes. Santa taco! Yes, Santa tacos. Yes. Nothing is nothing is more more Christian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, thank you all, and we hope to see you again next time, either on any of one of mine or Woody King Pickles live streams, or any of the future Geek Uprising podcasts, if there are ever going to be any, because they've been outrageously inconsistent with them. Hey, we have busy lives. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. So, thank all of you, and see you next time. This Bye-bye. has been the Almighty Taco and Woody King Pickle signing off. Signing off. I think that went well. And now we, uh... Burn it off.